2: Are you ready to talk money, Reb?
0: I'm ready to talk money.
2: Are you smiling this morning? I'm smiling
0: because I'm looking in your lovely face.
2: Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) That is very sweet. What a way. I don't know. It may be too early in the morning to be saying stuff like that. But I appreciate it wholeheartedly. So it's good. Welcome to the show. This is the show where Dave and Reb, that's me and Reb, my wife, uh, where we talk about the hard issues around money. Um, And so a couple little quick notes. Um, We know that... uh, most of you listening have all kinds of time on your hands now, right? <laughs> so uh, we've experienced this little anomaly called uh, the contra uh, or coronavirus, and it's you know just changed our lives immensely. And so, um, a little bit of humor there, but the, the reality is, is for a lot of us that this uh, this episode with with the the coronavirus has changed our lives. It's changed how we we go about our day by day. It's changed how we we think even uh, about uh, money and how that plays out. And this is the show where we talk about the hard issues of money. So if you haven't heard any of our podcasts before, you can find them on morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, and basically any podcasting platform uh, that you might be using, just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb and you will find us.
0: We actually have a YouTube channel.
2: We have a YouTube channel. With the so,
0: podcasts on them with now. With the podcast. So thanks to our son-in-law.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so So we are, uh, again, just thankful and grateful that we can share uh, our money stories and our money journey with you and, and the guests that we bring on the show. Um, if you've got some questions, comments, I mean, YouTube is a great place to leave co- comments. We love that. If you're on a podcasting pl- platform, then rate us. That's always helpful. All of those are good kind of housekeeping things uh, that we like to do. And if you just want to feedback, if you just simply uh, want to give us a call, you can do that. 866-520-4157 is the, our 866 number. Or just reach out info at more than enough. And uh, we're happy to to reach out back to you, answer any questions, and sometimes just pray with you and and help you as we all uh, are in this uh, coronavirus season together. So,
0: and uh, and we have been trying to do as many shows current as mm-hmm. we can because a lot of the times we pre record um, like weeks in advance with themes and such. But this this season, since this has been happening. Uh, I guess now that we're coming to the end of six weeks Mm -hmm. um, in physical isolation, I'm trying to get the words correct, not social isolation, but physical isolation. So it's coming to the end of six weeks since this has been happening for the Ottawa area. And um, we're trying to stay as current as possible. Mm -hmm. So this morning we have a very special guest and I'm going to introduce, I'm going to let Dave introduce you because he knows Mark a little better than I do. I'm just getting to know Mark Wilson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. All right.
2: So, Mark Mark uh, is a real estate agent here in the Ottawa area, and and as Reb said, uh, I mean, there is a kind of a a significant uh, part of our show where we talk about mortgages. Last week, we actually had a mortgage show with Susanna Penning, and and uh, and
0: and we, we had pre recorded that one, but it wow. was very timely because we talked about uh, actually we talked about greed and purchasing what you can afford, not necessarily what you qualify for. So you can go listen to that one. That was a good show.
2: Yeah. And real estate agent, Mark, uh, you know, are, are part of that whole decision making process. So Mark, first, just by way of introduction, let us know who you are, who you work for. What is your market? Where, where do you kind of like to, to be in terms of your market and helping people get into their uh, new homes?
1: Absolutely. Thanks uh thanks for having me on the show today. Um, and again, my name's Mark Wilson. Um I'm a real estate broker with Royal Page Performance Realty um, and uh in Ottawa. Uh, I my wife and I uh, work together. Uh Joanne actually started uh in 2009 and I joined her in 2012 as part of a career succession plan. So uh I had the joy of learning from, uh, from my wife sort of a, like you two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just like
2: Campbell. me, I'm, you know, Mark, I'm right there with you.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. and, and actually, Joanne and I had the pleasure. We worked together in, in, uh, in our previous career. So many people do ask, how, how can you do that? And, and it actually comes natural to us. So, uh, uh, so, but we're very complimentary and different in our approaches, but it all results in the same thing. Um, I'm ottawa, just a quick word i'm ottawa born uh Nipian raised uh Joanne and i have uh, actually lived uh, throughout west and east in ottawa all 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 points um, generally we serve uh, foremost uh, uh, people uh people that we know uh, people that uh, get referred to us uh, but we too keep to our area of expertise so um, our our Sweet spot, so to speak, is 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 the Greater Ottawa area uh, extending out to extending uh, south out to the Winchester area, uh, west um, to uh, I'd say as far as Carlton Place. Um, mm-hmm. Far and far is a little bit far. One thing in real estate, everyone uh, should realize: you really do need to be an expert in the geography and in and in the and in the neighborhood. So you can't fight off more than can chew. And of course, we'll go uh, easterly to Orleans, Rockland, etc. So it is the greater metropolitan area.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, and that, of course, market is uh, is uh, is growing, or you know, as the city expands, you'll, you you know, you're you're seeing different demographics. So, so before we jump into the the Q and A and talking about the market and all of that stuff um as is our tradition on the show we like to start with a with a scripture verse or uh you know a launch point in terms of the scripture because again for those those of you that are listening you know that man somehow these scripture verses just tie into what, what the show is about and you know today i get to share the scripture verse and again i i think i'm picking up on your habit reb where i'm not sure what it has to do with real <laughs> estate and what it has to do with money but here we are um essentially we're we're looking at the verses from Mark chapter 4 and and I think we all know these verses pretty closely. Um this again is is where Jesus is has sent the the disciples um and he's saying, "Hey, we're we've been meeting with the crowds, we've been out and about," uh and uh Jesus says, "Let's go to the other side of the the river." And this is Mark 4:35. Uh, and it says the the day uh, that day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, "Let's go over to the other side." Leaving the crowd behind, they took uh, him along just as he was in the boat, and there also were other boats with them. And then a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat, so that it was nearly swamped. And Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion, and the disciples woke him, and the teacher said to him, uh, and said mm-hmm. to him, "Teacher." don't you care if we drowned? Uh, He got up, rebuked the wind and waves and said, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So to give you a little bit of context, they had just seen a miracle, the feeding of the 5,000 right before this, you know, and And so the context of this, Jesus kind of says, "Hey, like I'm having a nap, and I'm <laughs> tired out. this is a you know a big day and and all of that stuff and And here are the disciples um who are experts at at sailing right? These guys know the water, they know what's going up. this is not the first squall they've been in, and maybe you can relate as you're thinking, you know I may not be a, an expert in in um, experiencing what we are with the, the coronavirus but i've been through a few storms uh mm-hmm. reb and i we've been through a few storms um and we uh a- as jesus so i i would say pointedly at certain <laughs> points in as we read through the gospel says what the heck are you doing guys like do you think that we're going to drown in this boat? Like, I told you to go to the other side because that's where the, the Father wants us mm-hmm. to go because I'm listening to the voice of the Father. And if we're going to go to the other side, we're going to go to the other side, squall or no squall, right? And so Jesus, um, this is Dave's interpretation. Jesus just very, very pointedly says to his guys, listen, guys, can can we not kind of get on with the the... Uh, maybe a little bit of attitude in there to say I we've got some work to do we've got things that the kingdom of God is advancing and you've just seen that in the feeding of the 5,000 in fact that was the whole point of that scene was a teaching experience for the disciples and and here Jesus says and now you think a little squall is gonna derail us right and so maybe you're thinking the same thing financially. Maybe you're thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? We've had an interruption in income, or we've, we, you know, and, and we just don't know what it is. And I'm going to just encourage you today, if, if you're listening and you need some encouragement, to just say, you know what? Jesus has got this, right? Let's, let's recognize, and, and the one thing that the disciples do very well, and I know I'm being hard on them, is they actually go to Jesus. When they get in distress, Mm -hmm. when they get in fear, and when they're like, okay, we've done everything we know how to do as sailors, and we're not really making headway, then they go to Jesus. And that's my encouragement today, just from this small passage, is when we talk about finances, and we're going to be talking about real estate and finances and all of that, but when that happens, or when you feel like, man, I have done everything that I know how to do, then that's a really good time. Uh, in fact it's probably a little too late, but it's a really great time to go to Jesus and say, Okay, Jesus, it's I'm done. It's never
0: too late to go to I Jesus. I know.
2: But we could go sooner and save some of that stress. <laughs> true, <right? laughs>
0: true. But yes, we won't go there. Just okay. to get into it's anyway, that thank you for sharing that this morning. You're welcome. Yeah. I, it's all it was all on you today. But um so we're gonna dive right in to the topics at hand because we know that coming when we recorded the show with Susanna the market looked a lot different a few months ago when we recorded that show than it is right now, right? We could not have foreseen what's happening. So we're going to ask Mark to give us kind of an overview of what's happening in the Ottawa area market real estate wise.
1: Sure. And, and thanks for, thanks for that passage. It is actually really appropriate. It's really appropriate in our industry because things, uh, there are some waves out there, and there's some wind. Um, but if we all do our best, and we're all—I know we're all doing our best—no uh, matter what industry or what walk of life you're in, we um, you think it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and it is—it is a really faith plays a lot into this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, plan ahead, do all the right things, and a little bit of faith and. Uh, I think we're gonna be okay. Um, to put some context around that though, now to get, get to the numbers. So going back years, uh, actually probably 2016, the Ottawa market changed from, a, from being rather stable, rather boring, and, and rather flat, and, and, a, and a good balance of uh, what we call a balanced market between buyers and sellers. It started to take off. Um, we started to notice pricing taking off as we as we went through inventory um IE inventory being houses for sale and listings uh we started to notice the price increases really in in uh in the spring of 2017 that's when we knew that the market had actually shifted from a what's technically called a balanced market where there's good t- tension between buyers and sellers into a sellers market mm-hmm. and right up till um Personally, I call it March 18th. Right up till March 18th, we were in a full-blown seller's market, and it was just getting more and more that way. Um, and then we saw, um, as, as the Auto Real Estate Board announces, some really um, high uh, price increases as you reflect year over year. So, for example, January price um, 2020 in the range of 20% higher than, say, January 2019. And the same sort of effect in, uh, when you compare February to February. But then March hit, and we all know what hit. Um, and our world changed again. We think, well, it started to change early March, but March 18th, when, the, when uh, Prime Minister Trudeau announced that there's a, a whole batch of programs and that there's an emergency, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and here's what we need to do, that's the day that we really know us to change. All that to say, when the March numbers came out, um we were still sixteen percent ahead uh March to March, and again, those double digit numbers in ottawa are are very rare, mm. very rare, and so you'd almost call that a hot market, and you wonder if it can cool well um to be blunt the the coronavirus has cooled things um, but we'll see we'll see in April because what we are noticing is that. Listings are listings coming in and sales going out are still pretty much um, the same. Meaning we're still in a seller's market. But the other thing that we all notice across the real estate community is that um, many buyers, for many good reasons, uh, perhaps a for safety or because of financial considerations, their their lives changed. Um, they're stepping back, um, but that doesn't mean things aren't selling. In, in fact, they are. I was just running some numbers. Uh, this morning, in, in prep for this call, and just looking at say um, three-bedroom townhomes, which is a, just what most, you know, is probably the hottest part of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to April of last year, or compared to the same, same seven-day uh, period last year, we're still seeing uh, really uh, shortened uh, days on market, which is mm-hmm. one measure, and we're seeing uh, we're still seeing uh, prices above asking right um maybe not to the same level that they were in march and so maybe we're losing a bit of that uh, perceived premium that sellers thought that they were going to get mm-hmm. but things are still selling things are still happening
2: right and and i uh, can you tell mark just in terms of i mean i know the, the the market the last number of years has been one where there's tons of competition as well like you know we're talking multiple offers or, you know, lots of preparation from the, uh, from the buyer's side to say, okay, we, we have to go in with our best offer right up front. That kind of thing. Is that still going on since, since March or is that cooled a bit as well?
1: No, it's, it's absolutely going on. It's, it's taken a different shape. So I guess my best example, because we were, uh, Joanne and I actually had a listing, um, and, and we were doing, um, the right thing um, for the seller by and by the buyer, by the way, by saying, okay, we're going to hold offers until the evening of March 18th. This this is sort of our ground zero example. And that allowed buyers a full week and a half come and look at the house, inspect it if they need to, et cetera, et cetera. But meanwhile, the coronavirus and all those implications were uh, were starting to have effects. So what we did notice as we listed the house that we had to take immediate measures to uh, guarantee the safety of everybody, of realtors, of their prospects, and of of our of our homeowners. And what we also noticed, and and it, it did come as a shock, the night before, a couple of comparable homes sold. They were obviously in multiple offers because they sold well over asking. Mm-hmm. But on our evening of March eighteenth, where we, we may have expected and you never know what you're going to get uh, at the best of times. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would have expected maybe 10 to 15 offers. Uh, we actually got zero uh-huh. on that night. Mm-hmm. And boy, you want to talk about fear and, um, and the shaking of faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was Joanne and I, not our sellers. Like they were actually better, but we were just going, Oh geez, this really has had an impact. But right. the next day, the offers all came back and we ended up with a few Mm -hmm. and the difference was and it was remarkable the difference was those few offers were actually better prepared um all the buyers did put their best foot forward because they knew they were competing Mm -hmm. and it all worked out great but what a roller coaster for the sellers and and for the realtors frankly because the next morning we we're starting to think about a plan B now. What do we do? Because what what just happened to the world here? Yeah. And then it normalized.
2: Yeah. So I mean, if I'm hearing this right in, from this example, just you know, for for everybody that's either thinking of selling or thinking of buying, um, first and foremost, recognize that you've just got on a roller coaster. So, um, you know, hang on tight, um be a little put your best foot forward and I'm thinking of the roller coaster analogy to say you you put on your bravest face uh, and then you just hang on for the ride to see uh, in a sense what happens and let those people or forces that are on and again, uh, the roller coaster sits on tracks. So, you just trust the tracks, trust the process, trust that and uh, in the end um the result is 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 hopefully you end up either selling or buying whatever you are because that's just the market we're in that's just the ride we're on so to speak is that, am i getting that right
1: yes and and i and i actually uh split it uh to two different messages one for buyers and one for sellers mm. so for example nothing has changed for buyers they need to be prepared they really do need to talk to their mortgage brokers first mm-hmm. and just know what they can and can't do mm-hmm. because if you know that you're in the best position to compete for that house um, but also for buyers also know that we are noticing less competition because again many buyers have had to go to the sidelines mm-hmm. so there may be an opportunity there where you thought you're but you're not right so so that is actually good news, and and some certainty that's driving in there. We're definitely seeing um, less buyers, right. um, and for many for many good reasons. Um, on the selling side, though, also know that the the market hasn't plummeted. That nothing like that's happened. In mm-hmm. fact, it's it's kind of changed. So some sellers have decided to take their house off the market for mm-hmm. one. One really big reason why people want to do that is because they don't want people coming into their house, sure. which yeah. is fair. That's
2: the obvious reason. <laughs>
1: yeah, for everyone's safety. So they'll say, We'll we'll just park this thought." So, so for that part of the market, that is actually decreasing inventory. Mm-hmm. Then there's another part of, of the market that we had that's because that is a real challenge. Any house that's tenanted, um, mm-hmm. those are challenging now, because it's uh, you're asking tenants to make way to show the house. Yeah. Um, now we have all sorts of technology to work around that. Um, and, and all sorts of means that we implemented right away to work around the showing part. Mm-hmm. But if someone thinks that a, good, a homeowner, for example, thinks that they're going to buy a house and they want to move into it and that there's a tenant there, well, that's a real challenge.
2: Right? Yeah. Because the tenant has to, you know, there's normal rules around that. We won't dig too deep in that, but the, there's normal rules around that. And then, of course, there's the, wait a minute, the tenant now has to find a different place to live within the environment of the coronavirus and, and how does that work? And again, all the logistics of being you know, physically distant. How, how do they find a new place to live within the, the time period? And And this is, of course, going to be a little bit, more and more as the the length of time that we stay physically distanced where we're basically saying now I believe the date is is June 30th is that right well, Ruth?
0: for the Ottawa area yeah for the Ottawa the area we're kind of saying
2: that. hey June 30th is the day we're all praying that we can you know take the big sigh of uh, step out on our front porches and and <laughs> and say okay I've a uh, you know life may turn back to normal a little bit but uh, yeah absolutely a big a big deal for A tenant who's in a house, right? But
0: I I think one of the practical things we would say, and probably that if you're interested in buying, that you really talk to your real estate agent Mm -hmm. and find out what they're doing to help everybody stay as safe as possible. Because Mark, you said that, I mean, you're doing those things. Lots of real estate agents we know are videoing, have these great, beautiful videos of houses now. Like it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you probably had that a little bit before, but um, uh, you know, we've had clients that send us the videos. This is the house we're thinking of buying and, you know, it's, it's a really great thing to see. So I guess we would just recommend that, you know, talk to your real estate agent and um, if especially if you need to move, then, you know, there are people that just have to move.
1: Correct. And that's, and that's the, one of the reasons why the government, um, and frankly, I think in their wisdom, um, kept the real estate uh, service as an essential service mm-hmm. because the Ottawa market is, is uh, has a large transient component right. um, because the part- Department of National Defense and government moves and some things just have to happen mm-hmm. and pre-corona we were I think the largest growing metropolitan area in Canada mm-hmm. um, like amongst the G7 um, Canada has a, a good healthy growth rate but Ottawa in particular um, one well, of the reasons we were in the market that we we're in is because we have this—we're um, uh, very attractive mm-hmm. um, to to uh, fellow Canadians and to uh, and to new Canadians. So there's a lot of net new growth in Ottawa. Yeah.
2: So I mean, we've got a few minutes left in the show, and I, I think what I want to, as a last comment from from you, Mark, is just just when we're in this season where we're navigating all of these uh you know forces and and again going back to our scripture and saying there there's no doubt that the, that there's a storm kind of happening right now however you want to to however it's affecting your life it certainly is so, from a real estate perspective, and from your own perspective, um, how do we bring hope into the house buying process um, in the next number of months? If somebody's looking at purchasing, maybe the next number of months, then we're not going to project out to too much further than that.
1: No, sure. So, so we feel the blessing in all this. If there is a blessing, and you always look for those mm-hmm. in, in times like this, is that it's caused us all to be more thoughtful. Because number one thought is safety. Mm-hmm. So the process itself has slowed down. So the one thing I didn't point out earlier is we're not as intense as we were. Mm-hmm. We're not having to rush as much right. because there's practical safety concerns. right? Um, so, so for buyers thinking of buying, <laughs> I would recommend keeping the faith. Uh, because when we're done, uh, the market will come back, and it might come back stronger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there will be pent-up demand.
2: Good. Well, and that's, I I think, uh, you know, that's the word we've certainly been hearing too, a little bit, that word of patience or, um, you know, recognizing that uh, there isn't that, uh, because buying a house is a stressful process in in the best of times and in the good times where there's lots of moving pieces and change and and whatnot. And so in the midst of of what we're experiencing now, uh, hearing you say, hey, you know what, we, we can give ourselves a little bit of grace and a little bit of patience and, and allow the process to work and don't get to, to uh, kind of move too fast because you know what, that just adds a- extra stress, <laughs> you, know, you know, pushing against that and saying, okay, we, you know, well, maybe we don't need to move that fast right now. So, so, and, and I think uh, the other thing that just from our perspective and, and the, the idea of just communication between you know, talk to your real estate agent and and work with the real estate agent. Connect them to the the the, the mortgage broker. Um, you know, again, there's there's really three big players in a house buying purchase: the lawyer, the mortgage broker, and the real estate agent. Um, I'm sure there's there's minor players, but those are the three big ones that you want to have really connected and working together. Because I know from from our perspective, each of those industries in the last number of months have been changing huge right and how we do business and how we even you know um communicate and so you know making sure that your your team is well connected in that way is is essential
1: so couldn't agree more perfect especially with the mortgage broker comment that's where we send our clients please be well connected with your mortgage broker yeah
2: Good. Well, uh, show is gone by I know, like a, it's so fast, uh, man. Uh, it's crazy at <laughs> how how quickly it happens. So, again, thank you, Mark, for joining us. Such great words of wisdom and, and insight into our local market. And and again, uh, if you're outside of the local market, then um, you know the same thing applies. Um, there's change. Give each other grace. Give each other a, an extra dose of of just allowing some some time to to go maybe even between emails but recognizing that uh, you know hey we'll get through this and we will get through this together in this new way of communicating so thanks again mark appreciate it thank you thanks for having me
0: father i just want to thank you for this time together and that mark uh, really has given us a window uh, into what's happening out there and how things have changed And yet have the hope, uh, Lord, that you are with us in the midst of the change. I pray your blessing on him and his wife and all the real estate agents in the National Capital Region and across the nation who are navigating this season. That you would keep them safe and calm and patient themselves as they deal with these changing times. And I just pray all of this in your name. Thank you, Lord.
2: Well, thanks again, Mark. Thanks for joining us, Reb. I'm always
0: glad that you're here. Oh, I'm glad to be here.
2: <laughs> and join us next week when we talk money.
1: Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.